Hey there, this is Nick with The Goslings. Uh, I am bringing you Joke of the Woke, our famous catchphrases that we hear from the left all the time that are my personal pet peeves. And this one is Think Globally, Act Locally. Here we go. Think local, think globally, act locally. That is a favorite maxim of the left. It's harmless in a way, and many people, even some conservatives, like to adopt it because it's kind of bouncy, empathetic sounding. It's a slogan. I mean, it's it sounds like it's all about small business, right? Think globally, act locally. It's about responsibility. It's about corporate social responsibility. That's what they used to call it. They call it something else now. Now... It's the sounding call for a miserably cliched and wildly nebulous concept called sustainability. I mean, just saying that word makes me nauseous. It smacks of virtue signaling corporate jargon. It's an essential ingredient in the word salad vocabulary of closet socialists. What does sustainability even mean? I hate this term. I have no idea what it means because it's so broad. It can mean anything. Does it mean self-sustaining? Probably not. I that, that smacks way too much of like hyper-individualism. God forbid, can't have that. Can't have people act in their own best interest and contribute something of meaning to the world out of their own volition. Maybe sustainability is more of a hive-minded metering of resources so that everyone has equal opportunity, equal access, and honestly... They want equal outcome. Sometimes sustainability simply means sustainable it might just mean regenerative, meaning it's like um, it's describing a system that replenishes itself without draining other resources. Uh, sometimes sustainability just means that it, that system or way of life on its present course without alteration will be viable for its inherent resources to always be available. What I would like to know is, if sustainability is the chief priority of socialism, and it is, they claim, and socialism seeks to save the world from the depletion of its resources, and let's say they succeed, what will socialism do with the earth that they have saved? What will happen to progressivism when there is no more progressing to be done? I mean, they can't explore those outcomes honestly and have a dialogue about them because their evolutionary dogma cannot be challenged. Things must progress, period, because, you know, evolution. All right, so anyway, getting back to the slogan, let's start with a dissection of the phrase, think globally, act locally. Think globally first. We're all one. Think globally. When a group of people suffer in a different hemisphere, continent, nation, etc., it somehow obligates me to take action. And there's the socialist sounding the alarm, making sure everyone knows they should do something about it. Does the socialist do something about it? Rarely, but they expect you to. Let's say a natural disaster, let's say like a tsunami in Sumatra. Remember that? Let's say that becomes the problem. That's the problem on the other side of the world. Well, guess what? That requires me to solve it personally, according to the socialist. And I don't have a choice in the matter. If there's a drought in Kenya then I must flush my toilet once and only once and only water my petunias on Thursday. If coffee farmers struggle to survive in Colombia, I must buy my coffee 
from some hipster's trailer trailer pulled espresso shack instead of Starbucks. Why? Well, because, you know, corporations. Corporations take advantage of the poor. And somehow the money I overpay the hipster, you know, you know after taxes and beard wax, somehow gets to the farmer in Colombia and allows him to purchase a new pair of, like, hemp-woven flip-flops? Come on. Or maybe it puts another meal on its table. I don't know. But I can take pride and comfort in knowing that my local coffee purchase helped the farmer somehow escape his poverty while helping my local hipster at the same time upgrade to Spotify Premium. Basically, think globally means that if someone that I have never met and does not live in my sphere of daily life has a need or suffers, whether by their own mistakes or by fate, that I am still obligated to allocate some of my resources to lighten their burden against my own will. Now, let's look at act locally. My behavior and how it affects people's daily lives in my local community should reflect the pseudo-empathy my globalist ideals have inflated. Acting locally is really nothing more than making sure everyone in my community knows that I have empathy and an ego large enough to encompass the whole world. Wow, look how big my compassion is. My compassion is bigger than your compassion. My, your compassion is tiny. You should see a doctor about your compassion dysfunction. That's a serious issue. Compassion is a socialist Trojan horse philosophy. Let me say that again. Compassion is a socialist Trojan horse philosophy. You know, the rest of the world hates America as a general rule. Why is this? Well, because we're free and they're not. Even many of our poorest citizens enjoy a higher standard of living and higher levels of wealth than the majority of the people on earth. And that doesn't entitle the have-nots to what the haves have. And they hate us for that. That's envy. We've been successful. We are a rich nation, the richest in the world. At least we live as if we are. And everyone wants a piece of that wealth and freedom. I get that. But their third world governments would never give up their control and let their own people do what's in their own best interest to make their personal situations better. Socialism is a stage four cancer that has encapsulated the globe. And now it's shoving its way through America's door like some coked out door-to-door -door vacuum cleaner salesman. Socialism demands compliance and adherence to a social code of obedience, shared wealth, shared outcome, shared poverty, and compulsive servitude to a nanny state that knows what's in your best interest better than you do. But America is not full-blown socialist yet. The work is not done. It is only starting. Thank God we're at the beginning of this and not the tail end. And I think they think the fastest way to bring the gunslinging American to ruin and take his hard-won wealth is to ensure that everyone is equally poor uh, and then they want to assert their global ideals of socialism by acting them out at a local level. That's how they're going to do it. If the rest of the godless world is progressive enough, for example, 
to murder their own unborn for convenience, then your God-fearing local community should not oppose that because I'm thinking globally and acting locally. We are evolving, so they say, uh, to higher levels of consciousness. Yeah, we're evolving to a godless higher level of consciousness on a global scale, but God-fearing America isn't keeping up. Another reason why they hate us. So if genocide is an acceptable outcome of forced socialist government and the rest of the world is like morally level with that, then America should soon get in line too, right? But socialism's problem is that Americans are still rooted by and large in Judeo-Christian values. And they are a people, perhaps the last on earth, who have not given up their rights to defend themselves by lethal force. Yes, we own guns. And you know what? It's our God-given right to protect ourselves with the same measure of force as used by those who would take our rights away to better control us. But if I think globally and act locally, I would willingly give up my guns, and I would also willingly give up your guns against your will, so that our local community can better reflect globalist utopian ideals that are threatened by America's opulent, oppressive, horrifying, self-sustaining individualism. The solution to all of this is to think locally and act globally. The people of the world who are under the thumb of socialist rule want to be free. The people who are here that call themselves socialists and think that's good for America have never lived under socialism. The people who've actually lived under socialist regimes They're the ones who violate our immigration laws, cross deserts, risk death, raft across the sea. They abandon their homes and sometimes their families to get here. Uh, Side note, by the way, if you leave your family behind to escape to America, you don't get America. And believe me, America does not want you. Anyway, there is a better way of life here. We are free. We have opportunity. So here's my question. If America was a retarded midget in the sprint towards socialism, you know, a one-legged lackey moving too slowly towards the globalist goal line, then why are all the other racers trying to become American citizens? I'll tell you why. They want freedom. They want democracy. You know what? And we should take it to them. Or at least be willing to take it to them if they cry out for it, but they're too weak to win it for themselves. Think globally, act locally, it really means that we should replicate the no ownership, no income, government dependent, handout, nanny state way of life that so many Chinese people are forced to adore and rant about in China. Oh, communism's wonderful, they're forced to say. Yeah, just ask all the children you were never allowed to have thanks to your genocidal forced sterilization one child policy government. You know what? And socialists and communists want to take that system and replicate it in Main Street, USA. That's what Think Globally, Act Locally gets you. Consider this. If this world ever encountered an event that wiped out the majority of the world's population, oh, I don't know, perhaps some pandemic caused by a breach in a bioweapons lab in Wuhan, 
Who would fare better in that scenario? When it was all said and done, there are only a handful of humans left. Who would fare better? The socialist ideologue who lived on a government handout all their life? Or the arms-bearing farmer? I think you see my point. And here, here's where I would agree with the idea of think globally, act locally. Giving to and volunteering for charities. And let me explain that. Let's take the, the issue of poverty, for example. A lot of charities exist to alleviate, uh, alleviate poverty, to bring, you know, to help people who are hungry, you know, bring them clean water, provide education, so forth, all over the world. A lot of charities do that, okay? It's rampant. Poverty, food insecurity, illiteracy, rampant problems. I sincerely wish that poverty and illiteracy were eradicated globally. That's me thinking globally. Now, here's me acting locally. Are there any children starving in my local community? Does anyone in my town or neighborhood need clean water? Do we need do, do do we have access to books? Do any local kids need school supplies and can't afford them? Does my town have a library? No. Okay. Well, that's where the work should begin and I should lead the charge cuz I care about that. See, it doesn't make any sense to get swept up in the cause of children on the other side of the globe if, in trying to help them, I turn a blind eye to the children in my own neighborhood, church, school, town, etc., who might be suffering the same level of depravity. Such sentiment is ingenuine. And to express it, you know, to do so, to care about the other side of the world when you don't care about your own neighborhood, you know what? That makes you a global virtue signaler and a local hypocrite. Socialists cry about the plight of the global poor, then require you to do the problem solving. See, they get to think globally and expect you to act locally. That's all I got. So go ahead and think globally, but for the love of God, and everything you claim to believe. Act locally on your own before you start expecting me to come along. See you later.